Welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the new movie, The Nun 2. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so this stars uh, Tysa Farmija. She is the younger sister of Vera Farmija, who has been in the Conjuring Universe movies. Um, this is one of those movies. And uh, she plays Sister Irene. A young nun uh, who was in the original nun movie, but she is not the titular nun. Uh, the titular nun is an evil person played by Bonnie Aaron's a demon, right? And in the first movie, uh, Sister Irene and Maurice, played by Jonas Bloquet, uh, they um, managed to dispose of the evil nun uh, <laughs> by the end. Except we as the audience see that the evil nun has named Valak the demon. Uh, Valak has possessed Maurice it in the first nun. That was five years ago. So, well, five years ago was when the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Now it's the nun too. Um, and across Europe, various clergy folk have been, <laughs> have been murdered very like horrendously, like burned alive or hung or hanged. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it, Sister Irene is called upon by the Vatican to investigate, and and they they pretty much already know it's Valak. Valak's back. Somehow Valak has returned, and so she is tasked with um, stopping Valak. And along for the ride is uh, 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 Sister Deborah, uh, <laughs> who's, uh, played by Storm Reed, and she's another young nun. <laughs> and her, she teams up with sister, uh, sister Irene, and and um, they go off and <laughs> on their little Valak hunting adventure. <laughs> so, what did you what did you think of this? Well, I think when we came out of the theater, you asked me what I thought of it, and I said, "Well, I've seen worse," and that's faint praise, I know, but it's true. This movie's fine. It um, has wonderful atmosphere. I think there's some really kind of wonderful scenes visually uh, the use of shadow and just some use of some different kinds of special effects that I thought were interesting. Um, the plot is a little, it, that's where I think it falters a bit because there's some, some pretty major plot holes, particularly as we were talking about it after the film, I feel like things really didn't make complete sense. And there's a stretch of the film kind of through the middle where it, it does kind of lag a bit and it's, well, it's a bit boring. Um, basically, I mean, you're just waiting for the, you're just waiting for the nun to pop out of the shadows every now and then. That's kind of the only kind of excitement we get, but I'll have to, I have to say as far as like suspense level, it was pretty low. I didn't feel mm-hmm. a lot of suspense. I wasn't really scared. And sadly, some of the best kind of like jump scares were in the trailer, which I had seen many, many times. So, uh, yeah, I was I was a little you know disappointed in the film. I mean, I didn't have high hopes, but uh, it's it's not great. But I I felt like, like I said, it has wonderful atmosphere. And I think the actors are all really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, these are all you know talented actors. Um, they have good chemistry together. Um, but yeah, it just didn't seem to amount to much as far as a suspenseful or um, scary film, which I think was the intention. No, I would agree. Um, I remember not really liking the first Nun movie. 
And I almost wanted to listen to our review for it that we did back in uh, 2018. It's it's online if you guys want to listen to it, mashleymovies.com. But I, I didn't. Uh, but I... I was watching this movie and I, my general impression is that I think I like this movie a little better than the first nun. Because like you say, um, it's, it's, it's got some good things going for it. It's a good looking movie. Uh, cinematography is by Tristan Nivey and it's, uh, it, it, it looks good and love the sound design. And I feel like horror movies, no pun intended, are killing it, uh, <laughs> in recent years with their sound design. So I do think that. Um, either watching a horror movie in the theater or at home if you have a decent sound setup um, is beneficial because you the way you hear things it's just they're just really the sound design is is, is usually on point uh, and uh, as is this one and uh, yeah there's there's uh, at least one really good scene it's it's the magazine stand scene and the trailer sort of ruined that for us a little bit because it was you know we've seen it before. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, so that's all good, and I agree. The acting is the Tysa Farmiga, Jonah um, uh, Bloquette, uh, Storm Reed. Oh, pretty much everyone in here, I think, does does a good job. Um, there. So over on the Letterboxd app, when I logged this in my viewing diary, I think I wrote the thing. I think I to quote things just be happening in this movie. <laughs> and the more I think about it, I mean, what I mean by that is. Uh, well, earlier you mentioned like plot holes. It's just things happen and just don't make a lot of sense. And it's, but it's just kind of the way things are. Like, like, um, why, why does the demon attack and kill certain people, but like not others? Why does it just toy with some of them and not others? And, you know, and, and why, why does, so, I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler, but in the in the magazine stand scene, as we've seen in the trailers, Valak jumps out and grabs the sister Irene, our, our protagonist, right? And she goes unconscious, and she has some kind of vision, which I think ends up being beneficial to her. But then she gets woken up immediately afterward, or you know, in the next scene, and her friends, you know. Anyway, nothing comes of that negative toward her. And so I was thinking, so like, so so the evil nun, Valak, grabs Sister Irene, has her when she's by herself. Does he does she does she kill Sister Irene? No. Does she like I thought to her, like, well, she's instead of inhabiting instead of possessing um the Maurice character, oh now she's gonna possess Sister Irene. Oh no, our protagonist. Oh no. <laughs> no, she doesn't do that either. And I'm just like, so why what was the point of that? Unless it was just to kind of have a cool looking scene. Cause that magazine stand scene is a cool looking scene, but it's like stuff like that stuff, like just happens. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have to say something. So the sister Deborah, or whatever character her name is, uh, played by storm Reed, uh, the one that accompanies sister Irene. I have had people who in some of the reviews I've, I've watched and listened to say that her character is pointless and that she went in the movie, it wouldn't matter. I, I disagree. For one thing, um, she is a sort of a sounding board for Sister Irene. Sister Irene tells a story about um, her her mother. It's supposed to be a, a poignant story. I mean, she tells that to Sister to Sister Deborah. I mean, there's a point. She has to have somebody around to tell that to. And not and she told she talks about it more than just once in the movie. 
also toward the like the last third of the movie when stuff starts going off the rails. Um, so Shadera, I mean, she's she's helping people out. There's a there's a purpose, mm-hmm. I think, and uh, so I, I I do think that her character does fill a certain role. But uh, yeah, this this it's weird to say this because I'm usually somebody that likes a deliberately paced film. I mean, my favorite movie of the year, Past Lives, is just people standing around talking, right? And mm-hmm. and but to me, that can be some of the most interesting you know riveting kind of uh cinema and here there were just long stretches of this movie where i thought it's how we're boring it's just just i'm sorry to say just it felt boring to me <laughs> yeah. and um i kind of wanted things to hurry up and i don't know so the, you know horror movies have tropes right there's the jump scare there's the the people going down a dark hallway they shouldn't go down and that kind of stuff. And this movie has those. But a lot of times horror movies made us do that once. This movie, I lost track like of the how many times Valak was tricking somebody and the person was like, you know, it, I don't know how many scenes there were of somebody being like, um, hello? <laughs> uh, and like, you know, lights be flickering and it's a little shadowy figure in the background. Let me tell you something. If I'm in a, if I am somehow in a, in a shadowy room and the lights begin to flicker and I see the silhouette <laughs> of someone standing off in the distance, I'm going the opposite way. <laughs> I am not investigating. I'm just going to go. Yes. Meanwhile, this movie had, I don't know how many scenes of that happening and people were like, hello, and like then just walking into it. And I just, I don't know. I was just sitting there like, come on, man. You know. Yeah, I think that just illustrates the lack of story. They really didn't have much of a story, so we just get those kinds of things repeated. And you're right, they had some, uh, I feel like they had some ideas for some nice set pieces, like the magazine stand, for example. They had those ideas, but they didn't have the plot to, like, attach them to in a, you know, in a way that made sense. So you're right, it does feel like things just be happening. Um <laughs> So yeah, I think that's that's the uh, just bad writing. I, I think it's the plot just isn't there to support the story. Um, and I I liked uh, Sister Deborah, if that's what we're we're calling her. Uh, she she had I thought a good a nice relationship, a nice rapport with um, Sister Irene, and uh, I would yeah they should do they should do do more movies with them, better movies with them. Because I think both of those actors and those characters deserve a better movie. So can I say something about that? Yeah. Um, something that bothered me about this movie, and this is something that I think is more in, more the case now that I'm getting older mm-hmm. and, and crustier. Um, I, they're too young. So I think like uh, Tysa Farmiga, who plays Sister Irene, is like 29. And I think Storm Reed is like 20. And so they look like young people. And there's like the scene in this movie where this old dude from the Vatican, who's a British actor we recognize from um, almost 40 years ago, <laughs> playing in uh, some of the Joan Hicks and Miss Marple uh, stories. But anyway, he, he comes and he's basically, they, they turn to this 20-something-year-old nun as their one and only hope. And they, I mean, they don't send back up. I mean, the, the Sister Deborah character just 
She doesn't even tell Sister Irene that she's going. She just goes. So, like, I feel like this is more of a modern movie trope. You know, I'm going to digress here for a moment, but, you know, I've always liked to watch detective shows or cop shows. And back in the day, you know, you had police shows where detectives probably resemble more real-life detectives. They were, like, usually older, grizzled um, people who, you know, had, you know, looked world-weary and that kind of thing. And then over time, you just have younger and younger actors cast in those roles to where modern cop shows look like a, a, a runway, runway model show. And, you know, what does this have to do with The Nun 2? Well, now you've got two 20-something attractive young people as the, the folks who are like the, the film's protagonists and the only ones that can destroy Valak. And I guess I'm someone who prefers the more like at least middle-aged, you know, seasoned veterans, you know, like get, say what you will. I mean, the Conjuring movies, I think, are, are, are pretty good. I even like the third Conjuring movie. And, you know, that's got uh, Patrick Wilson and uh, Vera Farmiga and they're middle-aged. They're middle-aged people. And they have this experience, you know, that's one reason the Catholic Church calls on them um, is because they have this experience fighting this stuff. And I'm, I watch that and I'm, I just, I, I, I accept that. I'm like, this makes sense. Um, some, some, some fresh-faced 20-something-year-olds? I just, I just, it's like, I don't know. I... I, I don't know. That's, 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 that's how things have kind of trended over the years. Um, well, I, I agree with you, at least when it comes to Sister Deborah. Um, with Sister Irene, you know, she has the history from the previous film and her previous experience with the demon, so it makes sense that they would bring her in. Yeah. And real quick to jump in, I'm sorry, but like there, there was another, I think a little older clergy person that helped her defeat Valak and the first movie, they bring him up briefly in this one because she's like, well, where is he? They're like, oh, he, he died. He died. Cholera. He died of cholera. <laughs> we can't have any old people in this movie like, doing anything <laughs> heroic. It's got to be young people. Sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, I, well, one of the things that bothered me is that I just didn't feel that Sister Deborah would have been included in this in these conversations about this demon. She's, she's very young, I, kind of like a, a novice or, or whatever. So it just didn't seem, it seemed a contrivance that she was even included in those conversations and that she would be part of the story, really. Um, I feel like it would have been, it should have been um, an older, more ex- experienced sister and that would have made for an interesting movie right if it was an older older woman who was like assisting mm-hmm. sister irene that would have been nice or at least different but um uh, yeah as it is this, you know this is the movie we got i it, i thought that they were good together but yeah not very believable that they would be doing this together but. yeah yeah, um, and one thing I'll say too, and I won't spoil it, but it doesn't really matter. But the the the, the big climax, not a fan of it. It it really actually felt all of a sudden like I was watching a superhero movie climax. And I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like I I don't know why they keep making these nun solo movies. Um, I don't think that there's enough story there for them to stand on, and. Um, I think I will go. I think I said something about this when the first Nun movie came out, but 
it also I don't understand why the nun is a nun when we because we first come across her, the evil nun why we first come across her in um, I think the Conjuring two because uh, Vera Farmiga's character think sees her like at their house in in America I forget what where they live at in the U S but um, yeah the nuns like kind of like toying with her or stalking her or whatever and. At first, that was before the first nun movie came out, and I'm like, "Oh well, you know what? What's going on here? What's up with this evil nun?" And I had concocted in my head this whole backstory that it was uh, uh, someone who had once been a good, pure nun, and then <laughs> somehow fell into evil and did some deal with the devil, and then became like this, you know, eternal demon thing, and whatever, you know. Uh, but when we see the first nun movie, uh, nope. It's just uh, your run-of-the-mill demon. And they happen to take the form of a nun because in the first nun movie, uh, she ends up at a nunnery. And therefore to blend in, but also to start spooking people, you know? like She's like, I'm, I'm going to appear as a nun. Okay, well, that makes sense. Why is she still a nun? Because, <laughs> you know, these nun movies take place before the Conjuring movies. So why decades later... In the Conjuring films, is she still showing up as a nun? You know, the clever disguise is no longer needed. Well, because nothing strikes fear into people like <laughs> like a scary nun. Also, I mean, I was like wondering, like, you know, so in Doctor Who, there's like the, the TARDIS is just time machine. And Doctor Who fans will know that the reason it's always a police call box in, in the story anyway is because... It's chameleon. It's normally supposed to blend in to the surroundings it lands in, but it's chameleon circuit busted. So it's stuck <laughs> as a police box. And um, she's stuck as a nun. I feel like, yeah, the, the Valak nun is just uh, is some, her chameleon circuit busted and she can't, she can't change into anything else. Yeah. I have to say, I think I, I probably liked this movie. Uh, I'll say that I liked this movie better than the first one. I actually have no memory of the first nun film. I know we saw it. I know we did a review of it. Um, I don't remember it at all. Happily, this movie does kind of catch you up <laughs> a little bit with the events of the first film. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like I must I must remember this one a little better. One can only hope because you know there's going to be a nun three <laughs> another five years. Uh, so what would you give this out of ten? I'm going to give it a 5.5. I would give it a 5. So our score is a 5.3. That is the Nun 2. Nonsense. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thank you.